Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. And joining us, he's the founder and CEO of Fanbase. It's a new app. It is a social media app uh, getting us together around this thing called love. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. We'll find out. Let me welcome Isaac Hayes Third. Hi. Hello. How are you? I am great. Nice to meet you. Uh, loving what you're doing. Um, first, let me address the elephant in the room. Your name uh, looks very yeah. familiar to, to the people. Yeah. Looks very familiar to me. Uh, would you happen to be the grandson of Isaac Hayes? Some people know him as chef. I know him as the man with the voice, uh, the myth, the myth, the legend, uh, the one and only the great Isaac Hayes. Is that is that somebody related to you? I'm not the grandson. I'm the son. Oh, he was Isaac Hayes the second. Isaac Hayes was actually my dad was actually a junior. Ah, look at that. So I'm the third. You're the third. Okay. Yeah. Well, my dad that's was a, a junior. That's amazing. Uh, and you do have a voice yourself. I hear. I hear the resonance. Do you? Do you sing at all? No, but I've been doing voiceover for like 18 years. Okay. Wow. All right. So how does one? Uh, go from that into this this tech space of creating a social media platform. Tell us the origin story. Uh, dreaming big, dreaming bigger. Um, I, I've, I've been in the music industry for about 20 years, and I uh, started managing my father's estate in 2013 and kind of stepped away from producing music full-time to run that company. And during that time, I just was on social media a lot and, and realizing we make a lot of content, but we don't really get paid for it. And so I really wanted to build something that allow any user to actually make money for the content that they create rather than being on platforms uh, where they can't really monetize collectively. And then the platform makes like, you know, 17 billion in ad revenue, like Instagram did in 2020. And none of that goes to the users of the platform. So that was kind of like the, the idea of building fan base. Ex explain this. Um, a lot of people are on IG, a lot of people are on TikTok, um, and a lot of things go viral in these platforms. Uh, and mm -hmm. there are some IG influencers that are able to, you know, use, because I know a few who are using their uh, influence to make money, but they make deals uh, with, with sponsors and corporations, but they're not getting paid from the platform itself. Um, right. Why is that? And then how are you able to pay people? So, I mean, well, the reason why they're not able to get paid from the platform is because the platform isn't set up that way. Like, honestly, it, it's really the business model of tech companies to have people collectively look at all the content, but not show everybody's content. So I use the example, if you have a million followers and every time you post something on Instagram or Facebook, a million people see your content or they distribute it to a million people, then... Uh, who's the who are who are the brands going to pay? Are they going to pay the platform? Or are they going to pay you? They're going to pay you. So what they do is they let some people see your content, um, but not everybody see your content. So then they run ads through all that content and then make all the money. And so it's an ad it's an ad based business, which is very very successful for platforms like Facebook. I think collectively between Facebook and Instagram, they made ninety billion in ad revenue last year. So fan base is a rev share model. It's more of a model of um, people pay to subscribe to content that you make, but the difference is it's free content and paid content. Meaning you can have followers and subscribers on the same page. 
So you're so turning like, yourself it's into like your Patreon own. or fans on, uh, fan, only fans meets. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a bunch of platforms. It's really, it's really what it is. Is in the world of creating content, there's so many different verticals, and people are good at so many things. Some people are great speakers. So we have audio rooms like Clubhouse and Twitter Spaces. Some people are are great at taking photos. So we have photos. Some people make great long form content, podcasts, tutorials. So we have long form like uh, a YouTube or a Netflix. So if you post a really good like short film or web series, you can put that behind a paywall and on a social media platform, you're your own Netflix now. So um, that's how we're able to do it. And, and we give 50% uh, of the revenue to the creator um, because platforms like Google and Apple take a share, they take 30 and we take 20. So still you have a, a, a price of about $2 per subscriber that you're getting on a fan base and if you scale that to say let's say you have fifty thousand, you have a million followers but you have fifty thousand people that really support you that's a hundred thousand dollars a month that's 1.2 million dollars a year so isaac uh first shout to legacy uh shout to the hayes legacy uh and the, and the third uh clearly you you got the you got the baritone passed down from generation to generation so i i see you uh carrying the torch in that regard uh, but excited about what you're doing and, uh, and, and shout to entrepreneurship, shout to content creation, shout to empowering voices and shout to giving people the opportunity to monetize their own social media networks. Uh, now I understand you're growing or you've been growing about 40%. Uh, and I'm really curious to hear from you. What have been the drivers behind your growth? Uh, we were talking before the, before the break about how, uh, I put it on Twitter, you know, companies that were founded in the pand in, uh, in recessions, Netflix was among them. So was Microsoft. So you clearly are on to something. Tell us more about how you're growing, brother. I mean, honestly, right now, it's simply word of mouth. We've raised capital, but um, you could spend, you know, millions of dollars in marketing in days. Um, and to be smart, we want to have organic growth. You don't really want to pay for users. You really want to continue to just build the best product you can build and allow users to discover that and then continue to grow. And I think um, for us, our, our direction is also more youthful, right? Um, I say that there's no amount of innovation that Facebook and Instagram can do to capture the youth because kids are always going to want to be on apps that their parents are not on. So my mama got on Facebook. I left Facebook. Um, I'm on Instagram. I have a little brother. <laughs> who's 15 years old, who will come nowhere near Instagram because it's Big Brother's there. So he's on TikTok and Twitch and platforms like that. So he gets to build his own community and live his life. And so fan base um, fits right in that centennial generation where they're going to be on the platform for 15 or 20 years. Like people have been on Facebook since 2004. You know, you're talking about, you know, 16 or 17 years on the platform. So it, no one's going near that. Like no little kid is going to wake up and say, I'm about to make a Facebook page because his grandmother's on there. So it's just not going to happen. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's, that's really how we, we are growing is, is staying young and being innovative. And again, also being transactional because these kids play video games. Um, the love functionality in fan base where you can like a post for free, but love it. You give the person whose post you love or live you love or content you love half a penny um, that's just like having virtual currency on Fortnite or 2K or Call of Duty. So you buy that virtual currency and then you give it to users 
for the content that um, they post if you want to support them in that way. Mm. Ingenious, ingenious. Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, so, so when you think about this virtual currency, which you're calling love for those that didn't catch the reference, though love is the currency and people purchase this currency with actual mm -hmm. money and then they, yes. And then through their interactions, they're essentially patronizing other content creators with the currency that they purchase. So, and, and help me understand, what's the incentive for me to buy the currency versus just say, I like something versus I love something using your vernacular. Because to love something on your platform is to say, I'm giving you money, essentially. I'm giving you my money. What's, yeah. the, incentive? what's the incentive to buy the money? You know what? It, it's not necessarily incentive. The, the youth are very, very transactional. You'd be surprised. It becomes a little bit addicting just to just to support someone in that way. Um, and also through and I say users, we use the word content creator and that's and we need to stop. We need to stop using that word because it kind of it, it kind of marginalizes or narrows down the scope of what it really is because in actuality every user on social media is a content creator mm -hmm. so i like using the word users if you post one photo a year they're still running ads in between that collectively with everyone else but users who um incentivize people to support their content or even unlock it even on fanbase you can unlock content so if you are a, a someone that has a great makeup tutorial and you put it behind a paywall, someone can unlock that one post with love where they can subscribe for all the posts. So it's just a way to be transactional because people are very supportive. The youth understand a lot more about being transactional and wanting to support people who are um, making great content. It's really just about the idea. Because when I first you know, built Fanbase and, and introduced the notion of subscribing to another individual or loving their content to someone who was my age, they were like, I'm not going to do that these kids they get it they understand it they will pay for content they will pay they will support um their favorite gamer their favorite musician um a podcaster by giving them money they want to just support in that fashion mm. I, I love what you're doing isaac hayes the third is here you can follow him at isaac hayes the number three and at fan base app um, I started a social media platform a couple of months ago called Nubia, which was, you know, a, a, a need that arose from a um, from narrative, which I created, which is a, a platform around education. It's the largest Africana studies classroom in the world. And we've collected these people who want to know about history through the lens of, of our own experiences. And then they needed a place to come together to, to communicate. Right. So that was born out of that. I love that we have these options where we don't have to be in these spaces where we got to fight people, where we got to, you know, have the echo chamber of folk coming for you because you have an opinion that's a little different and they don't understand your nuance, you know, to create spaces for people who understand who each other are coming together, I think is super important. Um, not to, you know, just have these, you know, spaces where we can um, be free. How did you start? So the hardest thing for me when I started, I was like, I've never started a social media platform where I'm the first person in. What do I do? You know, if there's nobody here, it's like a tree falls in the forest. Nobody's here. It was daunting. How did you start? And then how did you grow it? And financially, you know, when did you start making money or have you? So, so I got lucky. Well, first I did my research. 
So being an avid social media user, understanding how platforms work, which is something that I knew, and I'm pretty good at marketing myself or things that I'm involved in on social media. Um, I had the gift of having friends that were in the tech space that have been, you know, very successful. Um, a mentor by the name of Jewel Burks Solomon, who is at Google for Startups North America. She heads Google for Startups North America. She sold her company to Amazon. Uh, Barry Givens, who is at Techstars. And these are the people that I met here in Atlanta that are friends of mine that I, were able, I was able to sit down and talk to for hours and be like a student and say, well, what about this? What about that? How to make a deck? How do I raise capital? Who would I do? What about a CTO? And then as far as development, I got very, very lucky in um, my attorney suggesting a development firm to build the app for me, you know, which I, which I paid for out of my own pocket. I bootstrapped it. But at the time, once we built the platform, um, the owner of the company, who is now my chief technology officer at Fanbase, was like, we want to invest in Fanbase. This is the, you know, we've been in business for 12 years. And this will be the first company we actually invest in because we think it's so dope and, they, and we love what you're doing. So um, they came on board. So now I had a full you know, team and a chief technology officer, which you really need when you're building a tech platform. You really need that core team because if you ever go to raise capital, um, they're going to want to know, well, who, who's about to build this? Who finna build it? <laughs> right. And if you don't have if you're outsourcing to India or somewhere else and you don't really have a team, then people are less likely to, to really invest because they want to know that you could do what you say you can do. And so through Ramiro, um, Canavas is my chief technology officer. I'm able to do that. Um, we we've been making money since the day that we launched the platform because people have been leveraging their audiences on other platforms and then able to monetize. So um, that's something that, you know, we're, we're always happy to be able to share with people because when you, you know, get startups, there's a phase where there's startup and there's generating revenue, then there's profitable. And so we, we've definitely been generating revenue, um, from the beginning. And I, you know, I, I wanted to, to, to raise capital through, um, venture capital, but also coming from the music industry, I understand how venture capital works, where they function almost as the label. They give you all the money. They sometimes call the shots and, and make a significant portion of the revenue where what I was able to do is equity crowdfunding using this regulation called the Jobs Act um, and do a Reg CF crowdfund and raise 3.5 million from the general public. And so that gave us the ability to actually have investors who will use the product and be champions and support the product. And who better to have equity in a social media platform than the people that make it popular themselves, which are the users. So yeah, so yeah, folks need to be clear that before the Jobs Act, if you wanted to invest, you had to be what's called an accredited investor, which means you had to have a certain Rich. net worth, which meant it excluded tons of folks from getting into the investment game. But with the Jobs Act, it opened up the possibility of raising money through crowdsourcing, crowdfunding, that says anyone can make a small donation to allow a brother like Isaac to raise lots of money, similar to what Obama did when he ran for office with his donations to his campaign. So, and I love what you're saying, uh, Isaac, because the story you told has so many nuggets in there. It says that people like Jewel Burks from Google open doors and that the more we have representation at the table, the more we open up doors for more representation if we exercise our power in those positions, which Jewel is doing. And the example you're setting, brother, of how to take advantage of the new opportunities to make money, 
I couldn't commend you more, but one more thing I want to ask you before we lose you. Uh, I want to hear more a little bit from you on how has the pandemic either contributed or made more difficult what you're doing? Because I, it was in my question earlier about, you know, kind of how you've been able to uh, navigate, but I'd love to hear from you. Do, uh, in as much as you're in a, you know, we're in this tough economy, has it bolstered your business or has it been more of a challenge for your business? Well, I mean, everything is timing, right? So when I, when I launched Fanbase, I didn't tell anybody that I built the platform because I knew <laughs> I was going to go raise money from venture capital. And um, understanding that, I knew that they would say, well, how did you get users? Well, you're, you, you know people on social media, so that's why you're, you, know, you have users. So what I wanted to do is have a, a proof of concept. So I didn't tell anybody and just watch and see if people found the app use the app and got it. And organically, you know, we got about 10,000 users and, you know, users were making money. And this one user made about $6,000. And I said, okay, I have a proof of concept that people <laughs> will pay for content and it works. So 2020, January, 2020 is when we started sending out, you know, the deck and, and talking to VCs and then COVID hit. And now you're stuck inside, you can't go anywhere. And so that's where the idea um, a good friend of mine by the name of Monique Idolette, who um, who has a company called Rain Venture, said, you need to get on Start Engine because fan base is dope and you can actually raise capital. So Monique Idolette, another mentor, gave me the idea, another black woman too, because really most of these, all this wouldn't have happened without black women. Um, uh, she's the one that made the connection to, 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 to raise on Start Engine. Dawn Dixon, who's a good friend of mine, she's raised money on Start Engine three or four times now, about five plus million dollars in Reg CF crowdfunding. Mm -hmm. She um, coached me on how to raise the capital. And Angela Benton, who has a company called Streamlytics, she made the intro to yep. Start Engine. So those three black women were instrumental in doing so. And then um, another thing that was extremely um, important was the fact that I wound up on Clubhouse when there was only like four or 5,000 people on the platform. And there weren't very many black people. And I knew that there should be black people on the platform. So I used um, my invitation in August to get on, um, get other black people on uh, Clubhouse. And that skyrocketed the, the virality of the platform. I invited like Snoop Dogg and um, who else? Uh, Van Lathan and all the music, all music industry people, uh, Cortez Bryant, who manages Little Nas X. And I knew I was raising capital, but you can't announce your raise before it goes live. And so the fact that everybody was inside on Clubhouse, we all got on Clubhouse and it was like, here we go again, blowing up another app that we don't own. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm rubbing my hands together like Birdman, like, mm -hmm. yep, here we go. We getting ready to do this. So um, uh, uh, August, I'm sorry, October 29th, the raise launched. And then I, that first ten dollars or $20,000 came off of Clubhouse. So I really took advantage of the fact that people were sitting still, um, focused in on this audio app. And I made a room on Clubhouse saying, you can invest in fan base, you know, invest today. And that was the jumpstart of the whole love situation. It. I love it. Lesson, Black Girls Rock. That's the lesson. Black Absolutely. Girls Rock. Among, among many, I would uh, definitely concur. Uh, Isaac Hayes III is here. Of course, Dr. Randall Pinkin. Who's making the most money? What, what sector on fan base? making the most. honestly all sectors to be totally honest because i'm, I'm saying there's somebody no... listening right now isaac who like who would this be perfect for who's somebody's listening right now they have a kid that's might be listening in the car yeah I, I, well 
uh, there is no, by the data we have, there is really no pattern because people get on live and make money. People go in an audio room and speak on stages and wind up, you know, being engaging and creating great conversations and they get love that way. Someone might be taking photos. Um, we have users, you know, posting photos or a lot of exclusive content and they're gaining subscribers and people are unlocking their content that way. And you're talking about users that are making four, five, six hundred $600 a month, $1,000 a month. And these are just average, regular, everyday people that are making this type of money on a platform um, that is relatively small, but still growing rapidly. So only at, as we continue to scale, it doesn't matter because there's really no way to define that. I mean, the time will tell what the best way to monetize on fan base is. But right now, everybody's making money in a multitude of ways. So if they're on Facebook right now, with you know, selling their art, come over to the fan mm-hmm. base and then you have a, you know, built in, you bring your people over there and then you can engage with them. If you're, if you are a musician and you have music that you want exclusively uh, upload to folk, or if you're a podcaster, come over that. Those are the kind of people that uh, do well on fan base. Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think definitely being able to, if you have a, if you have a niche, you know, talent or skill and then have a larger audience. Cause what, what I tell people all the time is don't leave, don't leave Instagram. Don't leave TikTok. Don't leave Facebook. Use the audience that you built already and leverage that to bring them to fan base and use that as your marketing tool to build your fan base over on the platform. Because, you know, there are multiple silos I call them multiverses of social media. There's an entire universe of Snapchat an entire universe of Patreon. And the, and the thing is, is that some of them are different and vary in, in the ways that everything on Instagram is for free, all the content, but people are on Patreon that have 36,000, you know, members to their subscribers, 36,000 subscribers, and they're making like $170,000 a month. I know people with 5 million followers on Instagram that can't pay their rent. Come on. So there's Come a on. difference. And right, so right. if your monetization, it's obviously if you want a million followers or a million dollars, that's different, you know, because a million dollars is only, Preach. like I said, Preach. it's only 50,000 yeah. people paying you $2 a month, Come on. right? But 5 million followers that love all your photos, but don't give you a dime doesn't mean anything because then you're like, maybe I'll get on wild and out. Maybe some brand will pay me to post you know, uh, post their flat tummy tea or, you know, right. do something. And then you're not yourself. Then you're not right. even you. The thing that right. made you have 5 million followers, now you're a walking billboard. So if you focus in on, I can still be me and then monetize a certain sector on the same platform, I'm good. Cause I can, I can satisfy two different audiences and at the same time make money. So that's the point of purpose is democratize access to distribution. You can post up to one hour's worth of long form content on fan base. So you and everyone else on the platform is literally their own Netflix. Somebody's going to start out in their bedroom and become a multimillionaire or fan base because they're going to upload some cartoon or some podcast or some short film. And then people are going to start subscribing. And then season two is going to come around and season three. And then before you know, they got, they got a hundred, 200,000 subscribers. So it's going to snowball. Yes. Uh, speaking of snowball, we got to go. Isaac Hayes III. Uh, we actually found some from your dirty days as uh, uh, Dirty Ike. Uh, yeah, Smith played some of that. You know, yeah, we were Ike Dirty. I'm sorry. Ike Dirty. Ike Dirty. That's you. Isaac Hayes III, y'all. We were, it's funny because we were playing off of that. Um, the Rock had a rap 
song out and it was horrible you actually are were a good rapper uh but even a better businessman so i'm glad that you're doing what you're doing fan base check them out fan base app i thank you hey this is karen hunter you can listen to the karen hunter show live every monday through friday at 3 p.m east on sirius xm urban view channel 126 or anytime on the sirius xm app